Hello, hi everybody. Welcome to Football in General. This is Rob Case. And Trevor Koppel. Trevor, uh, safe to say the biggest move so far this free agency is uh, Mac Wilson staying with the New England Patriots. There's no other deal that's made quite as much <laughs> splash as that, right? I don't even know if that's the biggest deal for the Patriots. <laughs> well, you know, man, I mean, there's a lot of Mac Wilson fans out there that would disagree, Trevor. So, and believe me, they, they are vocal. Um, and they listen to this podcast. This niche <laughs> right. market of football podcasts that is talked, talked or narrated, I should say, by two chubby guys with beards is unlike any other podcast out there. There's very, none, very unique. <laughs> right. There's none that feature any white people or chubby guys with beards <laughs> in their mid to early 30s. So, <laughs> nobody like that. Nobody, nobody like that. So, um, but uh, before we get into the real news, and Mac Wilson's definitely part of that, so we're just foreshadowing. But, <clears throat> you know, Trevor, I couldn't help but think, and maybe we were spoiled by last year and the year before, that this was, um, other than a few moves, which kind of caused by surprise, and that'll happen. Um, did you feel, well, granted, you've been pretty busy, but did you feel, um, I don't know, taken aback by some of this stuff like we were the last couple of years? It just felt like the, the movement was a little slow. The, the free agents this year, the list is a little, I mean, le- leave some, something to be desired, um, at least in my mind. What is, what's, what's your review of the week so far since the, 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 the new year, the new year of the season? Oh my God. Well, the new NFL year I'm, opens. <laughs> I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely catching it in bursts. Uh, it has been a, a busy couple of weeks for me, but, uh, you know, there, there's, uh, yeah, everything falls into one of two categories. You know, I kind of saw that coming or, you know, pretty surprised. Um, and then there's the one that doesn't really fit into either, uh, and that's uh, the Aaron Rodgers situation. Because, uh, you know, I, I thought maybe he'd stay. Uh, I probably, pre- I think I predicted that he would still be a Packer next year, but I'm certainly not surprised that they're moving on from him. Uh, he he definitely wanted out, um, but a lot of these things, you know. For instance, I'm not at all surprised that the Cowboys are moving on from Ezekiel Elliott. I, I know some Cowboy fans are, but uh, yeah, the, I, 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 if, I, if I'm surprised at all, I'm surprised that it took this long. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott is done, in my opinion, as as a premier back, and might be the last. Uh, big, big contract running back that we see for a long time. Because um, it, was a, it was a bust. I don't think he was worth what they paid him. So Yeah. yeah. Do you think he's done attending Golden Corral every Saturday afternoon? <laughs> you never move on from Golden Corral. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it moves on from you, let's be honest. And the security <laughs> there is pretty tight. So I, I would know from experience. Um, yeah, it's, uh, boy, you just got brought up a couple of, uh, moves, and let's talk about the Aaron Rodgers situation first since you brought it up, and he's our favorite guy to talk about you know, oh, on this yeah. podcast. Oh, um, yeah. He has supplied us many of episodes and filled many of content over the last couple of years, and shamelessly, I've said in the past that I'd be remiss to say if I, well, did miss the, the, the young fellow um, on this podcast, and we took a week off last week for a variety of logistical reasons, and well, Trevor, my itch to talk about Aaron Rodgers is never been more prominent. I, I can feel it throughout my whole body. It's like chicken box. 
I I know exactly how you feel. I yeah. I I feel like uh, you know we've we've had so much uh, discussion over him becoming a Bronco or or just ending up anywhere else uh, <laughs> for so many years now that that now that it is happening, it, this is probably the closest I'll ever be to an Aaron Rodgers fan. Is oh my god, he's actually leaving Green Bay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's coming to fruition. I mean. We, if you listen to the interview you had with Pat McAfee this week, which before we get into that, can I just say this? He is like, how much of a tool do you have to be to have your own interview segment <laughs> with Pat McAfee? And it, it it's always drama. It's just and it, like, listen, it's juicy for us, but like at the same time, dude, I'm like, come on. I mean, come on, you know? Do you ever feel like that with his McAfee segment? Like it's just too much, or if it's it, it's just in- incomprehensible it, to some degree. It, it it is a little uh, heavy on the uh, Aaron Rodgers. E- it's always about his ego, you know. His ego, yeah. Oh, I'm so great. <laughs> Everybody else is so wrong. Uh, yeah, I I can't really listen to the guy for very long. But it's like him bitching too, you know. It's just like yeah, well, like for instance, you know, let me give you a couple of uh, tidbits from this one, right? So here's Aaron Rodgers on um, on Pat McAfee's show. Can't play the audio, but at least we can read it. Rodgers blamed the Packers for digging in their heels on the potential trade to the, the New York Jets. Uh, it's my intention to play for the Jets, <clears throat> but I'm still under contract with the Packers. Excuse me. <clears throat> Having a hard time talking today. It's because Aaron Rodgers got me all flustered, you know? It's <laughs> no longer if, but when, according to Rodgers, and when will the Packers and the Jets work on a deal. They want to move on, Rodgers said. Indeed, they do. Uh, and do right by one of the best players in franchise history, according to him. This is so. So, <laughs> do you have you ever? Can you ever recount any player or any any player in any other sport that has his, has like an interview segment like this where he's able to comment on like the inner workings of his his career? <laughs> and yeah, it just seems like a reality show. And Pat McAfee no, loves it. And I'm not, re, you know, blaming him, re- but referring yeah. to yourself as one of the greatest players in franchise history. <laughs> Right. I, I I don't know of another superstar in any sport that I can recall saying that about themselves. You know what I mean? Right, right. You, you let what you do on the field, on the court, whatever, speak for itself, and other people say that about you. If you're even close to that good, a lot of people will say it. Uh, right. But he, he sounds like Kanye West. I'm a voice of a generation, <laughs> genius, best there ever is. And it's like, yeah, I'm, And yeah. it's like, dude, it's just so... So hard to listen to. It's, you know, I couldn't help but think we brought up Kanye West. Like, it's only a matter of time <clears throat> before the uh, South Park Studios makes a <laughs> an Aaron Rodgers episode where it's just <laughs> him. Basically, it's Kanye West, you know, and he's just, yeah, genius, you know. So, um, yeah, the, a fish sticks episode, if you will. It's, that, that would it be seems, hilarious. <laughs> it seems inevitable. But nonetheless, man, it's, it's a, boy, it's a really... Just messy situation, and he's just a messy person, and he he creates a lot of drama, and just the showmanship is just beyond comfortable for anybody to to watch. Um, do, we, do you do you think? Well, so the Packers, well, according to him, are digging their heels in. The, the compensation package is a first round pick, at least if not more. Um, he's a fifty eight million dollar cap hit i believe 58 it's in that 55 range i'm not sure quite much but it's it's quite a bit so what do you think it's going to take for this to happen 
well, how I, much I more think, compensation do you think it's worth? Right. What, what do you think might happen? So when it comes to the uh, the cap hit, the the fifty odd million dollars, uh, I I don't think that's a lot. Uh, I I don't think that's too much for what the Jets are getting. I think that's a pretty standard rate for a quarterback yeah. that you know uh, can get you all the way uh, if everything else is in place. Uh, but when it comes to compensation, uh, I think one first round pick is probably as high as I would go. Uh, because you know, it's, it's easy to fall into the illusion that everybody who's really great could somehow these days play as long as Tom Brady did or recover from an ACL the way Adrian Peterson did. Uh, it's not the new normal. So at Aaron Rodgers' age, I think two first-round picks is way too much. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's completely unreasonable. I'm right there with you. I think a, fir- what, a first plus? Like second I, I mean, third round? A, I'd have to maybe first plus a fourth. Okay. But even even a even first plus a second, first plus a third, I think that's I think that's more than than they should give up for him. Yeah. Yeah. But we can agree like a first is mandatory. I think a first days. is reasonable. I think yeah. that's the sweet spot. If you want to add like a you know, you could throw a lot of lower draft picks if you wanted to, but even then I'd hesitate to go uh too far. Yeah. Yeah. What about if they threw in like receiver like Elijah Moore, who's <clears throat> kind of been disgruntled there and pretty young, like twenty two years old, had a good well, now, year. Now that's uh, you know that that's that's interesting because it, it really comes down to what the Packers, you know, how they evaluate the talent that they have, uh, because they do have some some pretty good young guys at wide receiver right now. Um, but yeah, throwing in another player could sweeten the deal. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think, you know, with, with what they're going to have to pay Rogers giving up a first round draft pick, uh, I think that's the sweet spot. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, it's interesting nonetheless of kind of how this compensation is going to work out. We'll have to have our eyes peeled for sure because, um, you know, you're talking about 50, oh, it's 58.3 and let me see here. It's becomes guaranteed week one uh, so there's like only a certain amount of time they can renegotiate that and the jets don't have 58 million dollars in cap room right now they don't so i have no idea how that would make that work but you know we've always seen the cap being manipulated in a variety of ways and the bonuses get converted into next year and so on and so forth so they, they always figure it out they, they do it's the cap i've said before on this podcast the cap is um you know if you give me a <laughs> A bar napkin. I think I could figure it out, you know. So it's really that simple. Yeah, but uh, but it is a big deal, and I love all yeah. the uh, all the attention it's getting. Even though I haven't had a lot of time to look at it, the uh, the the thing that that caught my eye and tickled my funny bone. I saw a, a meme stating that uh, Aaron Rodgers only agreed to play for the Jets if they trade for Jordan Love as well and make him sit on the bench. <laughs> Yeah, that's a spiteful Aaron Rodgers right there. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's it's kind of uh, checks out in terms of this situation. It, it right. truly does. It truly does. Um, Aaron Rodgers holding another team hostage. Who would have thought? You know, it happened <laughs> again. 
Um, interesting. Very interesting to see what will happen. There's a ton, ton of news on it um, on Pro Football Talk. But one that, you know, we we got a bunch of news on, and then the Aaron Rodgers situation took over, and so did free agency. We really didn't, didn't get a lot of news coverage on it, although it was a massive trade. The Panthers trade up to the first overall pick. The Bears get two firsts, two seconds, and D.J. Moore. Um, I, I mean, my first impression of this is, is a coup. You know, absolute coup for the, for the Bears, if that's the right word. Um, uh, a ton to give up. Carolina's pretty desperate. I, I I don't know who's worth the number one overall pick at quarterback, but you have to assume they're going that way. What was your impression of this trade for, for Chicago know, and Carolina? From the Bears' perspective, I give it an A++. This was yeah. an amazing deal for the Bears. They did not need that pick. Um, they only drop down to nine. Uh, they get a second-round pick, uh, another first-round pick next year, um, and uh, and a wide receiver, I think. Mm-hmm. So uh, this this was just I, I the Bears made out. Uh, as a Vikings fan, this scares this scares me quite a bit because I already saw the Bears as a team with things falling into place, a team on the rise, uh, with Aaron Rodgers taking off. I, it's entirely possible that the Bears go from worst to first in that division. Um, I, I want to say that my Vikings will be competitive, but uh, the Bears are being super aggressive this offseason. And right now, with the pieces they have and the draft capital they have, uh, next year the sky's the limit. Yeah, it certainly seems that way. They have a ton of... Um, boy, they, they've signed... a a fair amount of free agents here. They really shored up some, some parts of their defensive line and linebacking core. They, they picked up uh, Terrell Edmonds from, from Buffalo and they get this trade. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know why this is funny to me, but I couldn't help but think that DJ Moore goes from like a, probably the worst quarterback situation in the NFL for four years to Justin Fields. And there's nothing wrong with Justin Fields, but do you, you know, I couldn't help but wonder is that, <laughs> are they actually going to throw the ball? You know, right? So that's that's the next big step that Justin yeah. Fields has to take. We we obviously anybody who watched uh, football this last season uh, is aware of just how dangerous Justin Fields can be with his legs. Um, I do think we saw uh, glimmers of development with his downfield passing. Um, it, there, it, at the very least, this is going to be a really really fun Bears team to watch. And I don't think you could say that about the Bears uh, for a long time. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm excited for them, and uh, I'm I'm not a Bears fan. I am a Justin Fields fan at this point. I got to say that I am, and uh, the Vike. I, the NFL does this. The more you the more you watch it, the bigger a fan you become. I I have to root for Justin Fields, even though he's in my division. <clears throat> Uh, I think uh, I think he takes another step forward this year, and with the pieces in place and and what they could get out of this year's draft, I think they're going to be dangerous. You think Chicago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you think dangerous on what side of the ball? They're going to be better. Oh, definitely, definitely on the offense. offense. They they can okay. they can make. Uh, some improvements on defense, and and I at this point I do expect them to really skew towards defense in the draft, and so yeah they could 
they could come into the season in 2023 very balanced. Just uh, it, it depends on how they use all this draft capital that they've got. The number nine overall, uh, two number twos. Uh, you can really beef up a defense if you want to. What do you think about that receiving core, though? I mean, so DJ Moore, Chase Young, Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, right? Right. Well, what do you think? I, I'm, that's that's not really like what? That's like top fifteen, probably. Maybe? Right. So, so that's I, I I see it as middle of the road wide receiver core. Yeah. Uh, but do you really? You know, if if they went out and got. Uh, a top five wide receiver, they'd probably uh, not necessarily saying they'd overpay for that that asset, but it'd be an asset that they might not necessarily get their money's worth out of uh, yeah, with, with a young saying. quarterback. So, so yeah. I like that they have competent, mm. but not you know break the bank on offense type of a receiving core. Did they? I want to say they picked up uh, Samaje Pirine. Is they that did. right? I think they did. Oh, my yeah. God. So, Samaj P. Ryan, as we saw when, when Joe Mixon was injured, Samaj mm-hmm. P. Ryan might be the best number two running back in the league right now. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I like the moves that they're making on offense because it's not – they have the flashy piece. The flashy piece is Justin Fields, and everything else that they're doing is solid, solid talent, proven talent. Maybe it's not top tier, but – it's the sort of thing that's going to get you to, I think that they're going to make the playoffs and probably win. That's a bold statement, Con. <clears throat> I'm, 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 I'm feeling bold. <laughs> that is bold, man. I mean, but look, they picked up Robert Tunyon, right? Um, yep. <laughs> well, I can't remember his name. He said, did they sign like four running backs? Are you sure it's my JP Ryan? I I, so I thought I heard that on the radio. I, I can't confirm I think it. I think he's in Denver. I could be wrong. Um, nonetheless, I'm just going to look it up. He is in Denver. Yes. Okay. Okay. P Ryan's in oh, Denver. He's in Denver. Still, you're, you're going to hold your take though, regardless. Yeah. Um, well, okay. It's, it's coming back to me now. Yeah. That is why I would have heard it on Denver sports radio. He's a Bronco now. He's a Bronco. Uh, we'll come back to Samaj P Ryan. Uh, but, uh, as far as the bears yeah. go, I, I love what they're doing. Um, I think, uh, I think they know what they've got with Justin Fields. Or, I mean, they should know better than anybody, and I think that they've got something really special with Justin Fields. And, uh, man, they they just they really made out trading out of that number one overall spot. It, it's just insane. Yeah. I mean, the, the amount of talent they've added, let's just go over it. I mean, D.J. Moore, right? T.J. Edwards, former linebacker from Philadelphia, Philadelphia Eagles, uh, Super Bowl, Appearance was a key addition, uh, I mean, a key part of that Philadelphia Eagles linebacking core, that front seven that was so good. Nate Davis from uh, from Tennessee was uh, could pay, I mean, he's a run-blocking guard with the best running game in the NFL. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Justin Fields in the, the bevy of uh, running backs that they added. Terrell, Tremaine Edmonds, I said Terrell, that's his brother, who's a safety in Pittsburgh. But Tremaine Edmonds, um, Buffalo Bills' former Linebacker, guy's only twenty four. Just got a four year, seventy two million dollar contract. Hello, right? Not even a, not even fully developed in his brain. Gets gets seventy two million. You know, tell of that. Um, limited thirteen games, but plays similar to Shaquille Leonard and C J Mosley, according to PFF. Um, Demarcus Walker, former Denver Bronco, three year, twenty one million. Um, sack artist from Tennessee, led the team in sacks last year with eight. 
You have Travis Homa from uh, Seattle, backup running back, two-year deal up to $4.5 million, third down guy. Um, well, <laughs> I know your boy P.J. Walker, right, former Carolina Panther. That's the key addition here. And former XFL player. He won the XFL MVP. So there's there's that. Backup quarterback in case field is hurt. They need to make sure they get their butt covered. Andrew Billings, a defensive tackle from Vegas. Robert Tunyon. We mentioned Deontay Foreman. Just a lot of pieces, man. They had a lot on offense. A lot of, a lot of dynamic players. Some good front seven pieces. They need some more. Uh, arguably a lot in the offensive line. But they still were the best running the, the best running game. They had the best rushing attack. I'm having a hard time words today. Um, in the NFL last year, with the offensive line they put together, which was, I mean, pretty substandard for the most part. And Khalil Herbert's going to be back. Of course, they lost uh, David Montgomery, but, you know, I think, you know, sneaky. We, what, did we, what did we mention in the offseason last year? We thought Chicago was kind of an up-and-coming team. Oh, I, I definitely had him pegged as one. Um, yeah. I'm doubling down 13. on that going into 2023. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, they... Uh, I thought they looked as good as I thought they would be in 2022. The, their their record didn't reflect how good I think they are. Um, yeah, they're they're just going to be a real tough team uh, to stop on offense. No, no question. Um, and that trade's huge. Um, they're going to get more pieces theoretically on the offensive line, front seven, and um, you said they could end up kind of leveling out this roster, just a lot of young guys. They'll probably grow together and hopefully get better together. And um, 3-14 and 14 last year, uh, depending on what they do, we'll see how they improve. But you could be looking at a 500 team. I, I mean, in the NFC North, you, went, you made a good point. I mean, it's going to be down. Minnesota certainly has a chance to just, like, take it. But Detroit was better, you know? Um, oh, yeah, Chicago Detroit was be the better. better. Yeah, Detroit was a better team than Minnesota at the end of the season this year. Right. I hate to admit it, but they were. I think if they had made the playoffs, they would have uh, made it past the first round where the Vikings uh, floundered. Um, so, yeah, I think I think going into this season, the NFC North is going to be pretty even. Uh, and that's why I think a team like Chicago really could run away with it. It just depends how it all shakes out. But there, there's no, in my opinion, in the way I see it, there's no clear-cut dominant team or dog in that in that division right now. Yeah, no question. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. It's um, used used to be, you know, it's crazy. I don't know if you remember in the '90s they called the black and blue division. I remember the that. Yeah. It was the NFC Central, but <laughs> the good no, old yeah, days. Yeah, because yeah, it was to... it was a really run-heavy division. Yeah, it's kind of turning into that again. If you think about it, because you have Minnesota with Dalvin Cook and their run-first team, sort of. I mean, they have Justin Jefferson, but um, you got Chicago. They're going to be run-first team. Detroit's going to be run-first team. They just picked up Dave Montgomery. They have Jamal Williams there, DeAndre Swift, you know. Uh, good well, offensive and I think, line. I think Jamal Williams is, is uh, with a new team now. He is on a new team? Yeah, so many moves are happening. I'm pretty sure Jamal – I'm trying to think of who they went to. Um yeah, some other team uh, picked up Jamal Williams. The New Orleans Saints. There you go. Yeah, so there's okay. there's just so many moves happening right now in the NFL. It's hard to keep a track of all of it. Yeah, we'll need a couple of weeks to kind of follow up on a lot of this stuff. But nonetheless, Trevor, going to ask you before we get on to the next one. Adam Thielen, cut from the Minnesota Vikings. Probably one of the best stories you'll hear in the NFL ever. Um, you know, Minnesota guy. Went to Minnesota State. St. Cloud, I think. 
Not sure. Nonetheless, uh, made the, the the Vikings as a practice squad guy. Played extremely well. Is out in free agency. Well, yeah, and he had he had that incredible uh, uh, blocked punt for a touchdown uh, his first season. Um, you know, just played his played his hiney off and and ended up with a you know a, a new contract. Uh, he's 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 been a, a leader on that team for a long time now, uh, and it's always it's always hard to watch those guys leave, you know. But it's not difficult to see why this makes sense, uh, because we have Justin Jefferson. Uh, Adam Thielen is getting on in years. Um, I'll I'll be rooting for him wherever he lands, uh, and he may be on a new team already. I just don't know. Uh, I do expect him. I, I expect him to land on a roster somewhere because he's mm-hmm. he's such a hard worker. He's got great hands, great route running. Um, he might not be. Uh, doing as much after the catch as he did when he was younger, but uh, but yeah, just a phenomenal guy. Um, you know, he's he's uh, he's one of those NFL players that your team is really proud of, on and off the field. Um, the Thielen Foundation is is phenomenal, but uh, but yeah, I, I hate to see him go, but I I understand it. Transparency on this podcast—that's why I listen to it. <clears throat> There's a lot of it. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> nonetheless, it's, uh, it's sad, you know, a guy that really, um, exemplified what it was to be a Minnesota Viking, um, is no longer on the team, you know, and he's been productive. I was surprised. I mean, what, 70 catches, 800 yards last year, six touchdowns, 10 the year before you think it was just age or salary or was it just, well, it, it's undeniable that part of the drop off in his production is, is who he's lining up on the other side. It's Justin Jefferson's show now. Um, So, so I think that's definitely a part of it. Um, But, you know, KJ Osborne has really uh, developed well. Um, And I think you saw it this year that Adam Thielen, he didn't finish the season as the number two wide receiver. Uh, KJ Osborne did. So he did. uh, So it, it makes sense to let, Adam Thielen try to go, uh, you know, find a, a contract somewhere else because uh, he just doesn't fit into, you know, the, the Vikings have real salary cap <laughs> issues. Um, the money's pretty tight there right now. So, so yeah, you, you, if it comes to a choice between paying Thielen or paying Osborne, you know, Osborne, you're getting more for less. So it makes sense to stick with him. Gotcha. <clears throat> it's good insight right there. Wouldn't have known all that without Trevor. So, um, <laughs> let's talk about another one. Not uh, a little bit play that's probably got a little bit more. Well, maybe, possibly, probably though. I mean, definitely more polarizing. Um, better players position questionable at times because Jalen Ramsey um, often plays with an edge, but not always with a lot of heart or effort. And he's been shipped to Miami, who's putting together basically a super team down there. For a third round pick and tight end Hunter Long, I think it was a third or fourth round pick last year. So rookie um, could be good. I didn't think there was a lot of. I think there was a lot of um, buzz about him coming out of college, but didn't play a lot in Miami. Uh, didn't need to, obviously, with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle and Kaseki. But um, Ramsey goes to Miami. Pretty low compensation, but you know it, it, wherever he went, he had to get a new contract, and that's what he got. Six. Six Super Bowls, uh, six Pro Bowls, excuse me, six Pro Bowls, one Super Bowl. 
six Pro Bowl seasons on his, under his belt and uh, ends up in Miami playing across from Xavier Howard. And a really good secondary with safeties, Javon Hollins, and um, I can't remember the other cat's name, but he was a really, really, really good blitzer. So um, what is your opinion of uh, this trade with Jalen Ramsey? Was it worth what they gave up and potentially the player and all the headaches that he could bring to the locker room? I mean, I, so I, what do you think? I really do like this trade from all three perspectives. I think the Rams... Uh, need to take a hard look at at rebuilding. Um, uh, things are not working there right now. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, uh, definitely. I, I see. You know, you said the compensation's a little low. I think that's definitely worth it to be on what could be, like you said, a super team. And as far as the uh, Dolphins are concerned, uh, I like it. You know, there's a little. It's a little bit of a gamble on the on what the ceiling is with Jalen Ramsey or, or any cornerback uh, his age. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, but there's also a really, you know, there's like a hard deck floor. Like he, he's not going to be a dud at the very, even if he's not the superstar that he thinks he is, uh, he's going to be uh, a, a big piece of the puzzle there on defense. And, and, you know, he might not be the game changer, but at the very least, he's going to be an effective part of a defensive scheme. Uh, so I like this a lot for, for everybody involved. How, how does it change Miami? I mean, how, how, like, what do you think it, I mean, obviously it makes them better, but how, how do you think it changes them? Do they make, win more games? Are they more competitive than the AFC East? Or, or the well, AFC? I, think, I think that it, it, it creates you know, scenarios where maybe they don't have to win shootouts as often. Mm. Uh, I think, uh, you know, they might be able to just put games away in the fourth quarter instead of having to, you know, return a touchdown on, on offense on every drive type of a situation, which, uh, which was definitely the case for them a lot last year. Um, so, so I, I see that as the, 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 you know, the, the strategy, uh, behind, behind this move is, uh, we're going to stop a few more big plays that we otherwise wouldn't. Does it, does it make them better than Cincinnati? Does it make them better than Cincinnati? Is that what you said? Yeah. Yes. Man, that's, uh, that's a tough one. Cincinnati's another team that's got a lot of, a lot of flux happening right now. A lot of things are changing there. Um, I think, uh, I think Miami needs to worry about their own division which is usually the case with these teams that are in the hunt. It starts with winning your division. So, you know, if they can win uh, better than Buffalo, you know, uh, that's a really great question. And I'm leaning towards yes. Mm. Um, man, Miami really gave Buffalo a run for their money in the playoffs with a third string quarterback this past postseason. Um, so, yeah, I mean,. Buffalo is one of those teams that I'm 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 not sure what's going on with them right now in terms of what moves they've been making or or what could come out of the draft for them. But uh, they had a definite Super Bowl window, and I'm not saying it's shut, but I, I think they're closer to to that window shutting than they are to when it opened. And uh, yeah, it, it'll be sad if the, if if Josh Allen uh, doesn't make it to a Super Bowl 
But uh, the AFC East, man, it was so much more competitive this past season than I expected it to be. And I think it's going to be a really tough one again. The the Jets are good. Uh, the the Patriots are climbing back in it. So, you know, if you're Miami, that's the gauntlet. And then you worry about beating teams like like Kansas City and Cincinnati when you get there. No, I, I, yeah, <clears throat> I mean that's fair advice, right? He said win your division and then kind of, or like at least be competitive in it so you can get into the playoffs and then. Right. Kind of see you're playing from there. Don't look up. Um, only look to the <laughs> to the side of you, if you will. Um, yeah, I, I think a move like Jalen Ramsey, if you're talking about a team like Buffalo, like Stephon Diggs, right? Gabe Davis. Right. You assume they're going to draft another receiver. They kind of have to. Or, or at least an offensive lineman. Um, and that's... You kind of have to have at least... Well, in the AFC right now, you got to have two two corners. Two good corners, right? I mean, two Kansas brothers. City, <laughs> two brothers, right? The, the show's called Two Corners, yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's like, you know, I mean, Kansas City won a Super Bowl last year, but I mean, let's be honest, Legarius Sneed was pretty good. Legarius, right? Legarius Sneed was pretty good. Um, <laughs> obviously, I'm blanking on the other corner here. He was a he was a rookie, I think McDuffie, right, from Washington. Thought he played pretty well. Um, it was a shootout of a Super Bowl, but. I mean, they were solid in the playoffs, you know. Um, they're both going to get better, and they're both young. So there's there's a lot of, like, hope there. And they had a good secondary with uh, with the safety there, Justin Reed. So I think got to get Jalen Ramsey. You got to make – you just got to do something, right? In the AFC, you have to stay competitive. You're the seventh team. I mean, they were the seventh best team in the AFC last year. Like you said, they put up right. a fight against Buffalo, but, like – if you can get into that fourth or fifth position, possibly win the AFC East, like you, you might, you might be able to make some some splashes in the playoffs. You might be able to do something there as long as Tua stays healthy, obviously. Well, and that's and that's what I was about to say, and that that could be an entire other podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the what it what it's you know I, I like the moves that Miami's making. Um, they they already had a lot of good pieces in place, but uh, the real key. Uh, to success for them in 2023 is uh, Tua has to get better at protecting himself. That's the way I see it. Yeah, he can't he can't let himself get flung to the ground like that. Uh, I mean, yes, there's a there's an O line trying to protect him, and and, then, and every O line can always do better. But uh, some of that I put on on Tua. He needs to protect himself better than he has been, and and he could do it. You know, we could we could see. No concussions in 2023, and, and that might be what really makes them a dangerous team, is having a healthy Tua all year and into the playoffs. Yeah, no question. I, I think it's important that you said that he needs to protect himself because I think everybody, well, it's a violent game. but It certainly is, right? But there's a lot of oh, quarterbacks yeah. that are able to fall in a certain way um, or able to anticipate contact in a certain way or able to manipulate the pocket in a certain way. Get the ball um, out in a certain way. Or just <laughs> sim- simple as that, right? Just throw yeah. the damn ball. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, or or just move, right? Do a lot of drills. Do something that helps you prepare yourself for those hits, you know, and get conditioned to, to getting hit. I mean, that's the honest truth. Yes, it is It is violent. Um, people get concussions. Uh, but, you know, if you look at quarterbacks, like we already mentioned, like Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow got, I mean, Joe Burrow gets massacred, like, the last two years, you know? He got hit so right. much. And he's fine. 
I mean, probably dinged up every now and then, but, I mean, Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes gets hit, hit a bunch, you know, he's a good offensive line, but he gets hit a bunch, so it's, yeah, you're, you know, it was, it, that, that's true, just, uh, yeah, let's, let's figure this out, you know, um, right. Two two more quarterbacks I want to mention here that we uh, boy just one of them we kind of called and had an extensive podcast on only not disagreeing but just saying how basically if you sign Derek Carr you're mid and that's what happens <laughs> New Orleans signed Derek Carr what th- three years it's a lot of money I don't know I'll, I don't have the numbers here in front of me but nonetheless three years mostly guaranteed is it mostly Guaranteed. Let's see here. Uh, of course, they had to bring back Jameis Winston too. Three, yeah, four years. I saw that. <laughs> 150 million. Four years. 150 million dollar contract. That's. I don't. Can I do math? That would be 30, 35 or 30, 35 to 37 million, something like that. Uh, includes 100 million in total guarantees. Four years, buck fifty for Derek Carr to New Orleans. Um, Look, Trevor, it's a mid move. <laughs> no, it it is, but it's a it's a, uh, it's a bad division. Uh, yeah. We'll see. We'll see who Carolina gets with the number one overall pick. But uh, what uh, the the Buccaneers signed Baker Mayfield, and uh, you Buccaneers know, I, I, Baker Mayfield. Yeah. I love Baker Mayfield, Boomer Sooner, but he's, I would say, he's a little more mid than Derek Carr at this point. Um, mm. And I hate to keep referencing memes, but it made me laugh so hard. I saw the meme with uh, uh, Homer Simpson. He's wearing his Buccaneers gear, and he, you know, disappears into the bush and reemerges as a Dolphins fan uh, because, uh, yeah, the uh, championship window is definitely shut in Tampa Bay now. Um, I just and then and then what? You've got the the Falcons, who you know they could surprise us with some moves. They had a solid run game last season, but uh, the Saints the Saints might run that division with Derek Carr. I don't expect them to get far in the playoffs, but mm-hmm. uh, but I think they'll be very competitive in the division with him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, Atlanta's made a few good moves. Um, could see them kind of making a leap forward in the division. You know, whoever wins that division is not going to win more than nine games. So, Right. They they won't. Um, and that's why it's kind of like, you know, I didn't really take into account that it's, you know, it's like, well, the division sucks. <laughs> so Derek Carr is probably going to make a playoff game this first year. So it's like four years, buck 50. That division will probably, probably be bad for at least two of those years, you know? So, right. um New Orleans has an open window. They have a ton of money kind of laced up with a lot of different players. So, um, well, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's not one you want to catch on NFL Sunday ticket. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the red zone. They won't be on red zone channel a lot. Right. I'll tell you that. So, um, but I'd be curious to see if Atlanta drafts a quarterback. They stick with Isaiah, Desmond Ritter, excuse me. But, you know, I mean, stranger things have happened. It's just, I just don't, if New Orleans makes the playoffs to Derek Carr, I mean, are they getting, yeah, it's an NFC that's kind of wide open too, I guess, outside of Philly and San Francisco. I mean, are they getting past the first round with him? I mean, it, it's possible. And, and, and yeah. I've said, I've said recently on this podcast that I, you know, at this point I have to predict a uh, 49ers Eagles rematch in the AFC championship. I just, I, I really do think that they are 
standouts in the NFC. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, the 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 Saints in their division uh, with you know they they picked up Jamal Williams who who's talented and and really fun to watch. Um, you know, if if you're a Saints fan and you you want to hang your hat on a division championship, kind of the way I did as a Vikings fan this last year, um, it's a real possibility. Hmm. Yeah, and we just we don't know what's happening. Lamar Jackson has been there's been um, rumors that he could get traded to Atlanta for two first round picks. So oh there's a goodness. lot that could that still would, happen. That would be crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot that that could still happen. We're kind of waiting on that deal. You know, see if Baltimore resigns him if. Or if he just, you know, gets traded, if he holds out. I mean, we really don't know. It's, it's pretty unclear what his future is. So um, kind of keep an eye on that moving forward. Maybe we'll talk more about it next week. But let's get to the most handsome man in the NFL. That's Jimmy Garoppolo signing with <laughs> Oakland. <laughs> Three years, 60, $67.8 million. Seems like kind of a bargain uh, going up against Derek Carr's contract. I mean, it... It's the irony is that you go mid for mid, right? I mean, you can interchange Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think you get any different in, per, in production. The only difference is that Jimmy wins, and we don't know right. if that's just a sad, side effect of being with Kyle Shanahan or what do you think? What did you think about this deal? Uh, it's to the Vegas Raiders. Yeah. I I can't I can't make up my mind if I find it interesting or not, you know. Yeah. And by interesting, I mean, am I excited to see how this shakes out? Am I excited to see what the 49ers are going to be like with Jimmy Garoppolo? Um, you mean the Raiders? You know, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know they're they're in a really tough division, uh, so I, I try to remember that when I, I don't want to judge them too harshly for their lack of success this last season. Um, because it's kind of a team I can't figure out. Do, do the Raiders have a good defense? I'm not sure. Um, I, I don't really think that they do, but maybe they do. They just play Kansas City twice a year. Um, so it's, uh, you know, it, I, 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 if it's interesting at all, it's because they're in that division with the Chiefs, with uh, the Chargers, uh, with the Broncos, who have a lot changing this year. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, I think it's a great opportunity for Jimmy Garoppolo because the 49ers were, they they just never were on board with Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, you know, they, they were always trying to, uh, you know, who was the guy he, they they finished with, uh, Brock Purdy last year. I can't Mm -hmm. even remember, uh, who they had in between, um, But uh, but yeah, they were they were never uh, you know they were Jimmy Garoppolo was never really their guy. They were never behind him, um, and it feels even already it, it just feels like the Raiders are a little more committed to Jimmy Garoppolo than the Forty ers ever were. So it uh, it could surprise some people, but uh, yeah. But I I don't see it as a move that makes them uh, you know. I, I still see them as finishing in the bottom half of that division. Well, I mean, um, it's Josh McDaniels and Jimmy G. So Josh gets his guy. Right. You know? So they're they're reunited, right? Because they were together in New England. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Uh, so so that's why it makes sense. Yeah. That that's why it wasn't a surprise move. 
but it's still not something I would definitely say is like, mm-hmm. oh, look out, they're together again. It's going to be tough <laughs> to beat them. Uh, it just doesn't feel that way. He just, he, but there's two things you can't take away from Jimmy G. He wins games, right? Oh, and sure. Yeah, he's got a great he, record. Yeah, he's extremely efficient throwing the ball. You know, I think that's that's something you can definitely say about him too. It, but it's it, it was such a lateral move to go from Derek Carr to Jimmy G. It just seems like I was going to say you could say the same thing about Derek Carr. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, except case, except for the winning, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's. <laughs> Yeah, that's the only thing you have to leave out. <laughs> but that's but, the thing. You, you say that Jimmy Garoppolo wins games, but you know, so did Mr. Irrelevant with with that roster. So yeah, it's really hard yeah. to it's really hard to hang your hat on it. But you know, I I think we both can say that Brock Purdy was is talented. You know, he's a good oh, player. Yeah. So it, it's I mean, Kyle Shanahan's the best offensive mind in the NFL. So is Sean McVay, but probably one one and one A. 1A, 1B, right? Um, and so I don't... I, yeah, I see what you're saying. I mean, he's certainly a product of a system there, but he's going to another familiar system. It's something about him who wins games, man. He, he's, a, he's a leader. I, I I mean, you know, I get what you're saying. Yeah, they did with Brock Purdy, but, I mean, he's 40-17 and 17 in his career. 4-2 four, four in the playoffs. So, right. it just does he play... Is kind of up in there, you know. Is he going to get hurt? Well, and, but... and and that's the other part. That's why I brought up the defense. Is you know you can't you can't blame Jimmy Garoppolo if the if the Raiders can't stop Justin Herbert. If the Raiders can't stop, you know, uh, Mahomes. Yeah, Mahomes. Thank you. Um, yeah. So Russell Wilson. So if Russell yeah. Wilson, who who's got a new coach, and uh, we'll probably see a lot of new pieces there. There's there's talk of of trading away Cortland Sutton, different things like that that could still shake out in the coming days. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's interesting. In addition to Jimmy Garoppolo, another familiar face with Josh Daniels going to Vegas. That's Jacoby Myers, a guy who I love from new England. Um, really incredible player, super, super cool story and how he got as good as he did quarterback in NC state. Just got better and better and better. Um, he's going to be the slot receiver in Vegas with Hunter Renfro still there. They traded Darren Waller. They got Devontae Adams there. What did you think? Did what, what is your opinion on that Darren Waller trade? By the way, yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not surprised by it. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think he's uh, a relevant tight end. Uh, you know. <laughs> I say it all the time, uh, you know, good tight ends, pass catching tight ends. They're at a premium right now. Right. Uh, they're an undeniably important part of any offense at this point in the league. Um, so he got traded to the Giants. Is that right? Yeah. The Giants. for Yeah. I, I think he's going to fit in well with what uh, Daniel Jones is capable of. Um, you know, I, I, I think uh, I think having a, a really solid tight end uh, helps them more than getting like a. Uh, a burner on the perimeter um just because i uh, that's how i see daniel jones is he's a very he's a very mistake free but maybe doesn't stretch the field uh you know on every drive um so i like i like this uh move for for the giants that you know and it's interesting with the giants they have what daniel they have uh saquon barkley they brought back Darius slayton right darren waller's at tight end now um 
what else do they have at receiver? <laughs> That's it, right? Yeah. You think they get a draft a couple guys, right? I mean, they just have they don't have really anything on offense. But like you said, I mean, can Daniel Jones even really take advantage of that? I I don't know. <laughs> don't, right, right. I don't know. So I, yeah, I think uh, I, I like that move because uh, you know a good pass catching tight end is something that any uh, you know decent quarterback can get their money's worth out of. Um, because uh, you know you, you think oh even uh, you know even if they can't throw the deep ball well, having a burner it, it it's something the defense has to to account for. Uh, they only have to account for it if they know you can use it. Um, so I, I really like this move for the for the Giants. That is, I'm I'm not sure what uh, what this uh, you know if it's if it's good or bad for the Raiders. I have no idea. Yeah, it just seems like it'd be it was just a good time to cut bait for um, right for Vegas. And, well, and got, yeah, because um, if he stays there, they have to yeah. pay him more. Yeah, right. Then they got Foster Moreau. I think he he ended up being pretty decent last year, but. Uh, yeah, I, I just would think that New York needs to continue loading up. And I just, I mean, we didn't talk about this, but 40, what, I guess we might as well just mention it. Four years, $140 million for Daniel Jones. What do you think about that? Well, it, uh, you know, <laughs> it sounds like a lot of money, but it, it it's you, you always got to remember that that's just, that's the nature of this league right now is quarterbacks and, and anybody who stands out at their position, they demand more and more money every year. Um, every year we see, you know, a historically new large contract and it isn't even always the best quarterback. It's just the quarterback that was up for contract. Um, so I, I, I don't think that they're overpaying, um, especially, I mean, if this is their guy and it looks like it is, then, uh, then I like this move because it, you know, you don't want to be wishy washy at quarterback. I think that's one of the uh, few problems that that the Forty ers have because they, I mean, we hear it every year. They have such a complete roster. They've got this amazing coach, balanced on both sides of the ball. What do they not have a, a quarterback that they're committed to? So I, I like this move by the Giants. Yeah, that's a good point. You can't help but wonder what San Francisco's window. And how much they would have capitalized on if they just had somebody consistent at quarterback that wasn't getting right. hurt or was right. decent. So you you like Daniel Jones? It's actually four years of buck sixty, so it's forty million a year. Yeah, I I, I think that's uh, I think right. that's decent because it's not it's not the biggest contract or the most guaranteed money we've ever seen, um, and it's not chump change either. So I think that's uh, I think it's measured, and I think it it sends the right message. Uh, to the team and to the quarterback. Yeah, I get it. I mean, and it's uh, what's his face is uh, old old round guy there. I can't remember his name. Oh right. man, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Did he did he nab Jeez, coach so of the year? He did. Yeah. No. Uh, he, yeah, I think he did. Dayball. Yeah. Dayball. Yeah, Brian Dayball. Dayball. Yeah. Good, yeah, I like like him. Yeah. I mean, like he likes uh, he likes Daniel Jones. They beat Minnesota. They won a playoff game with him. Uh, they did. He, yeah, he played really well. Didn't play so well in the next one, but that is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so the way she playing, goes. Yeah, it was playing Philly, so I guess that is what it is. But um, you know, eight hundred yards in the ground, seven touchdowns. I mean, he very athletic. He doesn't turn the ball over. Five interceptions. Really managed it really well. Looked really good at times. I 
I just, you know, and it's maybe it's me getting used to the numbers, but, you know, um, $160 million, you know? But that's that's on four years, right? So we're talking forty million a year. Yeah. Um Right now, I I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going to make fifty eight, and he's not the Aaron Rodgers he used to be. Um, I think you know forty million a year is that's not top tier quarterback money. It's not nothing. Hmm. But right now, I think top tier is fifty million a year plus. That's what you pay for. You know, that's that's what. Lamar Jackson is going to get wherever he goes, whether he stays or goes, he's going to get 50 plus million a year for however many years they put him under contract. Mm-hmm. Um, so 40 million a year, I think it it might be a little much, but at most it's a little bit much. And I, and like I said, I like that. I think it sends the right message. Well, man, that's uh, if you like it, I love it. Right. That's <laughs> what they say um, eighth highest cap hit. And quarter and and money um, allocated to the quarterback position at the New York Giants. Um, do you know who's number one? I have no idea. Okay, it's an easy one. It's, it's Patrick Mahomes. There you go. So, do you know who's number no, two? No surprise. Uh, is it Joe Burrow? Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, couldn't guess that one. <laughs> so. No. What? Where yeah. where is he playing next year? I don't even Tennessee. know. Still in Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Um, uh, hard one that's to imagine. A, so. That's a head scratcher. Tennessee. What a what a prolific passing offense they have. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. You know the craziest part about it is that team literally fell apart. I mean, they did like two years. They, yeah. they fell completely apart. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no. Twenty twenty one, twenty twenty. They just looked amazing. Uh, yeah, they had uh, AJ Brown playing good. Um, man, yeah, they they've fallen pretty King far, Henry. pretty fast. Yeah, right. exactly. Tannehill threw thirty three touchdowns that year, seven interceptions. So yeah, they went bad. to the AFC Championship game that year. They did. Yeah. Played pretty well. I mean, they just their windows basically closed. It was never open, but now it's completely closed. So yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, it's just crazy to see. Um, and then you talk about annual value. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is one. Russell Wilson, Kyle Murray, uh, who may not even play next year because of the injury. Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes. I can't see any more than that, I don't think. Unless I, oh, there we go. I actually can pull it up. Daniel Jones, yeah, it's eighth. Eighth on that list, tied with Matthew Stafford and Dak Prescott. So, Ryan Tannehill, number two. Wow. Oh, man. That is something else. Geno Smith Kurt. got paid, too. Good for him. Kirk Cousins needs a raise. Kirk Cousins, <laughs> yeah, eleventh, eleventh highest paid. I mean, and and so the interesting part about that is he's eleventh highest paid. The, number ten is Derek Carr. Oh so, man, right? Um, would you consider him? I mean, similar quarterbacks. I think I would. I don't know. I mean, the, it could. It, it's you know, so many things. It, it's I, I I love debating these things, but there's almost too many. Uh, variables to be really confident with these things. Uh, my my gut reaction is to say, you know, Kirk Cousins has all these come from behind victories and winning all these close games. Um, so, and, and as a Vikings fan, I want to say he is a better quarterback. Uh, but a lot of that is the team you're on, the coaches that you're are orchestrating these these offenses. Um, 
So it's it's hard to say if Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Derek Carr or if he's just in a much better situation. Uh, do you know who's tied for 12th? Who's that? Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Excuse me. Hey, Jared Goff, he's uh, – He's he's changing some opinions, you know. He he went to a Super Bowl with the Rams. Uh you know, the Rams won a Super Bowl by moving on from him. But uh the the Lions they're starting to look pretty good and and Jared Goff is their guy. I had 29 touchdowns, seven receptions last year. I mean, I think they were going to they they would probably have drafted a quarterback this year had he not been that good. And they, they probably still will, like maybe like second or third round. They, they should. I mean, you know, just for the sake of it. Um, oh, yeah. But, you know, a guy who gets paid pretty decent, played really well last year, aside from a few games, one against New England early, and um, another just absolute stinker, but I can't remember who that was. But nonetheless, um, that's Jerry Goff for you, folks. I mean, if basically, if you put... You know, Derek Carr, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill, uh, probably Daniel Jones in a lineup. I don't think you can tell them apart, to be honest. If you, like, put their tape in front of, like, a, an alien, and it, the alien didn't know that those people were all different, I think the alien would be like, well, these guys all look the same. <laughs> I think that would be true. And they basically all get paid the same. How wild is that? So, But that's the way so, the NFL is. So. Before before we wrap up, I want to bring yeah. it back to Broncos country because uh, we've talked a lot about a lot of quarterbacks. Um, Russell Wilson coming off maybe his worst year ever or maybe definitely his worst season ever. Yeah, probably definitely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It was really – for a while it was really bad. Um, it looked better there at the end. Uh, now they have uh, what some people believe is a, a future Hall of Fame head coach. Uh, it's hard to argue. Uh, he's a great, great football mind, Sean Payton. Um, bringing in Samaj P. Ryan, I, I feel like I can already kind of see uh, the the strategy here, which is to get Russell Wilson back to playing on an offense that runs the ball uh, really well between the tackles on first and second and third down. You know, whenever they need just a few yards, they'll get it. Uh, with guys like Samaj P. Ryan, uh, uh, Javante, Javante Williams, Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, he probably won't be ready to go week one. Uh, but once he's ready to go, he'll he'll fit into that rotation real well. And that's, I you know, a lot of Broncos fans want Javante Williams back. They want him healthy. They think he's a clear cut number one. Um, coming off a a triple tendon tear, I don't know if he'll ever be who they saw him as two years ago. Um, but I don't think that that's going to be the game plan in, in, in Denver. I think that they're going to be a running back by committee type of a team. Um, I think they'll draft a running back. I think they might even bring in another one besides some AJP Ryan. Uh, and I think they're going to run the ball uh, real efficiently. That's, that's the way Sean Payton uh, did it. Uh, that's the way Russell Wilson had a lot of success with Pete Carroll. Um, so picking up some AJP Ryan, I think that's a great one. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're still in one of the toughest divisions. Uh, you know, the, the, the AFC West, the AFC East, the NFC East, they're all looking really stacked right now. Um, but, uh, 
we could see a big leap forward from the Broncos. It'll be exciting to, to find out how they look uh, this year. Yeah, no question. You got a lot of beef up front. Ben Powers, they signed for your $52 million at the guard position. And then Mike McGlinchey, offensive tackle, play right tackle or left tackle. One of the uh, best names in football. Mike McGlinchey, that's a, that's a I love, name. I love that. I love <laughs> that name, McGlinchey. McGlinchey. Yeah, Samaj P. Ryan, you already said, as well as Chris Manhurts, a blocking tight end. 6'6", 260. So, yeah. Ooh. He's going to block a lot. Yeah. So, um, and then, of course, Zach Allen from uh, Arizona. I mean, you know, Arizona got bigger. Uh, Arizona. Denver got bigger, stronger, um, and just more more physical, you know, in general. And that's what they needed, as you mentioned. They need to go back to that kind of that that kind of identity, and they, they, they've definitely accomplished that so far in free agency. So, anyway, we'll pick up more of this next week. Senor Koppel, that's right. We uh, takes to to leave off. We're we're recording this on uh, St. Patrick's Day Eve, Mm -hmm. Uh, so so a lot of you will be listening to this on St. Patrick's Day. So I want to wish you a happy St. Patty's Day. Yeah, welcome, yeah, man, and uh, happy thirty second birthday to your to your boy here. So that's there you go. Yeah, my birthday, and this is a birthday podcast. We didn't mention that, but that's what it is. So right, um, and. a quick, uh, a quick R.I.P. to the great Bud Grant. Mm. Uh, some of you might not know he's he's the uh, legendary Vikings head coach. Uh, passed away last week. Right, basically um, led the Buffalo Bills in the '90s, uh, but the Minnesota Vikings in the '70s through that era, and they made a lot of Super Bowls. Didn't win any, um, but they were very, very. Successful I hate to laugh, sorry. Yeah, but, yeah, we're trying to, to do a like memoriam. Okay, <laughs> Rob, keep it classy. <laughs> um no, he was an excellent coach. <laughs> Coached a lot of Hall of Fame players, Alan Page, um Grant Tarkington, you know, uh Chuck Foreman. Uh, I'm only saying a few. There's there's actually more than that. The purple people leaders. So many everybody yeah. was a Hall of Famer there. So Ahmad uh, Rashad, I think, yeah. Yeah, Ahmad Rashad was a Hall of Famer. What's that? I don't think Amon Rashad was a Hall of Famer. No, 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 but I think he was coached by Bud Grant. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, That white guy safety (laughs) was really good. He ended up being a Hall of Famer. can't remember his name. But the Purple People Eater defense, man, I mean, they were iconic. Um, Everybody on there was fantastic. Like, they went to four Super Bowls. I mean, you know, in the 70s, that that was was pretty hard, considering you had Pittsburgh, Dallas, uh, Oakland, I should say, Miami, Washington was good in the early part of the 70s, and... They were right there the whole time. Fran Tarkington, that was he was a, he was an excellent player, you know. So, uh, but yeah, uh, rest in peace to, to a good one, man. Bud Grant, he was old too. I mean, he lived a good life, good coach. Um, sad to see him go. So, but what you won't be sad to see us come back next That's week right. <laughs> on football in general. For now, we've delivered all the hot takes. We'll clean up the rest of the free agency. Hopefully, there'll be more moves. There will be. Uh, and we'll clean up all the little ones and kind of reflect on all the good, all the good and the bads, and maybe preview some draft stuff. And uh, yeah, just looking forward to it. So, Trev, you got anything else to say before we jump off the air here? Uh, just uh, you know, we're we're in the off season now, but uh, but yeah, we're uh, we're enjoying all these moves, uh, especially if you're uh, if your uh, bracket had Arizona going all the way like mine. Well, uh, oof, yeah, my bracket's yeah. busted. Uh, so yeah, I've got a 
I've got to geek out to these uh, off-season trades and, and free agent acquisitions because uh, the tournament is already over for me. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I live in Tucson, so I don't know what the reaction's been here. Uh, <laughs> kind of kept my head low on the way home. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so but uh, yeah, man, enjoy the tourney. Enjoy the rest of the NFL off-season. Until next week, we're out. <laughs>